This is the CU 2.0 podcast with your host, Robert McGarvey. Big new ideas about credit unions. Big new ideas about credit unions. CU 2.0 podcast. Listeners to this podcast know that Kirk Kordaleski, one-time CEO at Bethpage Federal Credit Union, is a busy guy. That became really, really vivid one recent day when I signed into LinkedIn and saw Kordaleski post where he announced he had become a partner in a new company formed to create SERPs for credit union executives, Park Street Partners, where PARC, P-A-R-C, stands for Pay, Attract, Retain, Compensate. Kretileski, of course, had been involved in SERPs at OM Financial, but he and other OM executives have now moved over to Park Street. In the show, Kordaleski tells why and why this just may be very good news for credit unions and their executives. He also talks about a new product that is designed to work really well in today's high interest rate environments. Kordaleski also stressed that service for SERPs that had been set up via OM have now shifted to Park Street. There'll be no service disruption, he stressed. Minutes later, Kordaleski posted on LinkedIn that he'd been named an advisor to Black Dragon Capital, a fund formed by Luis Hernandez, well-known in the credit union world for the DNA core, which for its time was a genuinely, genuinely revolutionary core. Black Dragon focuses on funding fintechs that serve credit unions. And Kordaleski, if you know him well, you know that he's, he's, he's a true geek inside. It's a good fit for him. In the podcast, Kordaleski talks about what he hopes to do at Black Dragon. Word of advice, follow Kordaleski on LinkedIn. Listen up. I, I get tired looking at your, your LinkedIn page, and there is a link to uh, Kordaleski's <laughs> LinkedIn page in the show notes. I actually suggest um, that you follow the man because he's, he's, he's a busy guy. And in the past few days, he's put up two posts. One, the smaller of the two, is that he's now uh, an advisor to Black Dragon Capital, which will invest money in fintechs that do business with credit unions, founded by Luis Hernandez, the guy behind DNA, which at the time was a revolutionary core. And But the bigger news is that uh, Mr. Kordaleski is no longer affiliated with OM Consulting, which I always wanted to call OM. It always put me in a mood of meditation classes. But uh, And now he's at Park Street Partners, which seems to do essentially the same sort of work, although Kirk will tell us what Park Street's doing, what he hopes to accomplish there. So what you doing there? Robert, thank, Robert, thank you uh, for uh, uh, spending some time and looking at my updates. I, I, uh, I'm so honored and, and amazed in many ways that uh, organizations want uh, have taken upon themselves to connect with me and give me the opportunity to work with them. Um, indeed, my my working hours, my my real job, my um, the time that I spend is with Park Street Partners. Park Street stands for Plan, Attract, Retain, and Compensate. Uh, it is a the definition of executive benefits and SERPs uh, for our industry, and. It is uh, it is the entire team, uh, my, the team that I've worked with now for the last four years at OM, um, have become Park Street partners. Uh, the two 
leading managing partners, Chris Jones, Bruce Smith, uh, have uh, set up the new firm. Um, we had a uh, we had some operational uh, backroom business that was handled uh, with a partner firm, Commonwealth Financial Group. Um, we have separated from those because over the last three years, we've built our own backroom, and and there's a lot of good reasons for that. If you think about uh, the the life insurance business. Uh, most of their, most of the business, a great, great, you know, 99.9% of the transactions that the typical broker does are the life insurance policies and annuities that go with individuals. And those have a certain size. Uh, I don't know what the average size is, but it is dramatically less, uh, dramatically smaller than the policies we put in place that create the retirement benefits for executives. And we've talked about it many times. Those, those, uh, policies create a, a triple win. Uh, the executive gets a uh, retirement benefit that is tax-free. The credit union gets paid back with interest on the loan that they provide to the executive to buy that policy. And the executive family gets a, a uh, standard, if you will, um, death benefit that comes with that plan. Uh, but to, in order to do that, those are very sizable plans, very large plans. And they are very different in the backroom operations than uh, the typical uh, straightforward term life or whole life insurance policy that the broker was doing. So we built up our own backroom, um, and it became um, an important time for us to, to take on that servicing to provide the quality of service and the depth of service that we need uh, for those, those plans as they become more and more prevalent in the industry. But really, uh, my push behind uh, and my support behind the change is to recreate our brand position. And, and that's you mentioned about LinkedIn and about our announcements this week. But getting Park Street Partners out there and having something that isn't as confusing as our founder's name, which was O&M, uh, Maloof and O'Connell, who, who had left the business 10 years ago, a great, great uh uh, leaders in the business brought SERPs to the credit union industry first uh, for the first iteration of those plans in the 2000s, but had retired some time ago. And our connection to them um, and how they supported our brand position in the marketplace became less um, and more tenuous. Um, so the, the real strength, I think, in this is a, a new brand position that gets, in, gets us into discussion allows us to advertise better um, and to have some meaning in our name. Now, one, one difference between the two businesses, Kirk, I'm sure you've thought about this, is that if you're doing uh, term, term life policies at usual numbers, let's say 100,000 to a million bucks, you can have a lot of cash flow pretty much quickly. If you're selling SERPs, the, the, the sales cycle is a long period compared to selling a $100,000 term life policy. That is absolutely spot on. And we've been fortunate because we have the two partners, Bruce Smith and Chris Jones, the managing partners, have been doing this for a decade. And so we have built up, we've been planning for this for a, uh, for a long period of time now. And in that period of time, we built up the uh, uh, cash reserves, the ability, the funding of the business. And as a partnership, we're all engaged in, in the support of that. 
Um, and so we are we are in a very strong financial position. We've been fortunate because the company has been one of the you know, the, the few leading, one of the two or three leading firms in the credit union business uh, for the last 20 years. We uh, we had the the financial wherewithal to build the company and continue it moving forward, even ups even in ups and downs in the marketplace. And we're probably going to look at a few ups and downs in the marketplace right now. As interest rates stay high and uh, as the uh, as credit unions are, uh, you know, really changing the way they're budgeting for the performance for next year. So we've got some ups and downs to uh, weather, but we are well set to do so. Yeah, I, I've even before I knew about this Park Street announcement, I was planning to, to, to do a show with you where we focused on the impact of the current interest rate environment and the difficulty many credit unions are having even doing things like making loans what impact that has on on selling SERPs you know, so, you know credit unions were kind of a washing cash a few years ago that's not the case right now for many of them boy Robert I you know I'm, I happen to be sitting here at the go west conference in Spokane Washington and yeah, you, you, I'm sure you're familiar with Go West. They're now the consolidation of five state trade groups, uh, Washington, Oregon, and Colorado being the three of those biggest credit union states. And uh, so they have some major credit unions, and, and it gives me the great opportunity to sit down and talk to many of the leaders here. And boy, oh boy, everybody is is has changed their position from uh, merely nine months ago and, and how they're budgeting for performance. So to your point, uh, credit unions are looking at smaller uh, return on assets, smaller income uh, coming in. And all of that is caused by the 525 basis points increase in loans, increase in rates that that while you would you might assume that that increases the margin on the business because the new loans that come on the books are at a much higher rate than they were even a year ago, uh, probably five to six percent more. But uh, but the underlying cost of funds, the cost of deposits, uh, the underlying cost of operations, and to some extent, uh, to a limited extent, delinquency, the three primary cost factors in any uh, profitability calculation for loans or, or for the assets of the business, are all increasing. And so credit unions are, are facing, um, you know, significantly lower return on assets. Um, and with that, uh, they're, they're facing more challenges in the industry. But how does that, how do rates affect SERPs and how do rates affect uh, the selling of SERPs in, in the industry? Uh, twofold. Uh, so we, we, we have devi- uh, designed a new plan. Because you, as you can imagine, if you really the, the sort of straightforward math that we like to talk about when we're explaining these programs to accrediting boards and their executives is that you set up a, a life insurance policy, that large life insurance policy that we talked about a few moments ago, and you fund that at, at a rate and it, it then grows during the lifetime of the, uh, the, the work lifetime of the executive until they retire. And so if they're 50, that grows from 15 years to 65. What grows in it is the cash value, the, the, the increased value of that policy from the original purchase amount to what it accrues to over, over those years. 
And that happens by the dividend that is offered by the uh, uh, by the mutual insurance company. But underneath that is a loan that is paid to the credit union. And that credit union needs to get a market rate of loan on their product, uh, on their asset that they have provided to fund that insurance policy. That loan rate is very high. So while the dividend rate is slightly increasing because it's such a big pool of money, it takes time to catch up, about three to five years, the upper part, the dividend rate paid by the life insurance policy is growing ever so slowly. But the underlying loan is much higher. And so that squeezes that margin. Uh, and I'll give you two examples. I hope to uh, speak to this. Uh, and that, which means that it is more and more difficult to calculate these SERPs or create these SERPs in, in a way that works under the old model. Um, and I, don't think, uh, I would think that would also mean that a lot of credit unions would be reducing the number of executives they want to offer SERPs to. That's right. So, but there, there are two new alternatives uh, that we've designed for the marketplace, and, and, um, and I'll describe those here in a second, that allow us to, to avoid this squashing of the margin interest rate. To give you the example on how it worked before, I, just a year ago, the dividend that was paid on the by the mutual insurance companies was about six percent, and the underlying loan was one and a half percent. So you had a full five and a half percent margin that just grows, uh, accumulates, compounds itself over that 15 years that we described. If you did a standard plan today, that six percent dividend rate, which will change next month, it'll go up. We 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 project it'll go up by 15 basis points to a quarter, to 25 basis points next month uh, when uh, mutual insurance companies declare their annual dividends. But right now it's six percent, and that underlying loan is four and a half percent. You know, now instead of five and a half percent. Uh, compounding, you have a percent and a half compounded. So that's the problem. How do you solve for it? We've created a new plan. Uh, we've termed it as a switch dollar plan. It's frankly a plan that was originally used in the 2000 to 2005 when interest rates were, were nearly as high as they are today. Um, and what that plan allows for is a uh, creation of a life insurance policy in the executive's name, owned by the credit union. Um, and then we switch it from that credit union-owned life insurance policy over to the standard SERP at one of two occasions in the future. One is that the interest rates on the loan drop back down to lowers and create a, a wider margin. Or two, and this is, I think, probably the more likely scenario that people are thinking about today, that that dividend rate, the upper rate, catches up with the underlying loan rate, which it inevitably does. It just has a three or five year lag. And so that dividend rate at a point in the future, uh, and we are 100% assured that this will always happen. There's, no, there's not one of the calculations that we have run, one scenario that we've run that it doesn't, that the cash value doesn't. Uh, increase and the margin doesn't increase at a it's somewhere between one and, and nine years out. Um, so then we switch it into a standard split dollar at that time when the margin is whole. The credit union then is uh, 
gets a extraordinary value out of this. So if they were to put a SERP in today, under the old standard model, they would be putting the loan in not at that five and a quarter percent, as a four and a half percent, let me not confuse anybody, four and a half percent example, they would likely be putting it on the books at 1%, dramatically lower than the market, causing them to be to earning less over time. And uh, a unfortunate side effect is it, that it creates taxable income for the executive because they're paying a below market rate. We're able to avoid all of that with the new switch dollar product that we've designed and, and we're primarily selling today that creates that uh, a credit union owned life insurance. Uh, it is the uh, premiums are paid on an annual basis. Um, and then a loan is uh, switched over, switched into from the credit union owned life insurance to a a, a standard SERP today, split dollar SERP today, um, at some point in the future. And when that occurs, they are paid the market interest rate and the credit union will earn then um, substantial interest income that they would not have earned if we had if we put in a SERP today at a below market rate. I know all that's a lot of pieces to that puzzle. Um, and it's why we spend so much time with each credit union walking through the options. But the, the, the short story is that there is a product today that we've designed that will allow for market interest rates in the future and allow the executive to get into a plan today uh, without the consequences of either a huge loan because of the small margin or more likely a below market rate for the credit union that will not give them the return over time or an and 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 cause the executive to have imputed taxable income. So a little confusing. Please ask me any questions about that. No, I, th I think the headline news, the good news is that you do have a product designed to work in the current environment that credit unions find themselves in. You know, an environment, as we said, is radically different from what it was uh, a year ago, even six months ago. Uh, my question was, so are SERPs drying up? And you said not necessarily because we have a product that works today. And are credit unions and, following this product? Are they? Do they know? Do they understand what you're talking about when you when you give them the? Yeah. Pitch? So, yeah. First things. Uh, first thing is that you know the demand for these products, all SERPs, um, is still unprecedented. All the other podcasts that you and I have talked about over the last year, um, the change in leadership because of demographics. Um, and because of uh, strategy and business plans is, is going on unrelenting, right? If you look at uh, community first announced retirement, a legacy announced retirement, there were changes in leadership at, West, uh, at uh, workers in uh, Boston and, and my old shop in Bethpage and, and uh, Green State, you know, we, we were seeing all of these changes continuing to occur and so the demand for talent and being able to um, uh, pay and, and, uh, and bring in the right talent with the benefits that you need is still there. So we've got to find a plan. We've got to find an option to do so. Yeah, I, I think that we, to answer your question specifically, I think we have found ways to, uh, to communicate these plans in that, A, 
they are the original plans that were brought to the market in the year 2000. So people feel comfortable that they're, they're a design that has been proven in the marketplace. B is that um, we are able to create a plan that provides a market rate of interest and protects the executive and the credit union um, that ends up being the standard split dollar, the thing that everyone is used to. We have a mechanism to do that in the meantime um, that uh, I think people can also understand pretty clearly when you talk to them about the, the premiums will be paid on an annual basis. Um, they are uh, they come out of, of, of cash from the organization and they fund a, a investment vehicle that that many, many credit unions are used to in a credit union life insurance policy. And then that policy is where the switch name comes from. That policy switches over to a standard split dollar. So I think if you keep it in those terms of what we're used to and uh, what is proven in the marketplace from 20 years ago, what is what we're used to in credit union life insurance um, and what we're credit union owned life insurance and what we're used to in the standard split dollar, um, and you connect those dots, uh, it is a understandable problem. Hey, let me jump to a question that's a bit off this track, but pretty pertinent to the current situation. If an executive has a SERP that was created by OM. Where is that SERP service today? That SERP is serviced by us under Park. It's a very important question, and thank you for asking it. Oh, so so um, that, that portfolio are, moved to moved to Park. Okay, correct. That's that's, that's right. critical. Yeah, yeah. That, so, that's. Because I, I know there's probably the, uh, uh, hundreds of people s sitting out there saying, where, right. where am I left in this transaction? And you said, well, come along to park. So it's, that's, that's right. good news. It, it really is. It, it, it took the entire business and renamed it, it under park and with a slight ownership structure change. But, but all in all, we are the same firm servicing all the same pieces. Good, good. That's, that's. So I could just see people saying, geez, you know, I've been ca calling Cordaleski every time I have a question. Now he's not going to talk to me anymore. <laughs> so. Nope, we're here for him. Uh, yeah, so, so that, that will work itself out. Uh, it is, uh, yeah, it, it, that's the exciting part. We were able to really carry everything forward. And, uh, and, I, and I hope, you know, three months from now, six months from now, look back on a, a much more recognizable name in the marketplace. Well, you got to get out there uh, promoting it. And this year, you're doing That's that. In the show. I think you probably have to do a bunch more more things, though, Kirk. So, uh, no and, question. Uh, yeah, you know, we'll we'll be at every show, right? As we have been in the past, we will um, we will be very active on social media. We will be doing um, we'll be doing some advertising, uh, which will be important, uh, and. Um, uh, you know, I, I hope those things will, will carry forward. I, I, you know, I've had the opportunity in my prior lives at Beth Page and uh, in analyzing brand positioning and, and the movement of brands. And to your point, it is, these are never easy. They are big projects. They're costly projects. But they're also uh, time-consuming projects in ensuring that you consistently connect the OM to park and uh, uh and build its own name and reputation and and 
brand position in the marketplace. And that's going to take some time and effort. The good news is that the need for for SERPs, the need for significant executive compensation at credit unions is not diminishing despite today's challenging environment or perhaps even because of today's challenging environment. As you say, there's some uh, aging baby boomers who are taking this opportunity to say, I've solved enough problems, I'm out of here, I'm retiring. So jobs are opening up and yet those jobs require ever more skills and skills cost money that's that's that and and fintechs are probably starting to compete for some of these executives banks may be thinking about hiring some of these executives so there's competition just because a person works in a credit union doesn't mean they're stuck in credit unions so they want to get some real money that's right and and we've talked about compensation follows and the uh, assets have, have seen continued growth, even in this this more difficult marketplace. Uh, you know, the largest credit unions are the mid-sized credit unions, and some smaller credit unions are all growing, and and they're, they're getting their pieces of business in in some more difficult ways. We still have full employment, and with full employment comes, um, you know, a continued need for loans and and opportunities around that, those, those things and so things are growing um and but and i don't really need to add anything to what you just said the, the sophistication of the credit unions and the complexity of the competitive work marketplace um has never been higher and so you need real skills and leadership and uh, there is no greater asset to any company and this is particularly true of credit unions because it's both a philosophy and a business um, there's no greater asset than the leadership team that you have. And in order to be able to serve your members, to build your on your strategy, to deliver um, to your communities, you need great leaders. And uh, and they're at they're at a you know we're at this difficult point where so many of the larger generation baby boomers are retiring. And you know that that could be a good thing. Uh... You know, a point you made in a past episode that I think is critical is that the larger credit unions are, are logarithmically more complex to manage than the smaller ones because they have so many lines of business. I, I'm I'm pretty sure I have the 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 capability to manage a classic 1990 uh, credit union. It was a simple spread business. That's not hard to understand. Maybe there was a credit card involved. Oh, some auto loans, maybe mortgages. It's just, just not hard. Uh, I'm not saying it's easy to do it well, but it's not hard to understand it. Whereas now, these multi-billion dollar credit unions have literally dozens of lines of business. They have massive QSL investments, et cetera. This all needs, it takes a lot of brains and a lot of bandwidth to, to manage these things, particularly at the CEO level and the CFO level. Robert, you know, I, I am, uh, I'm constantly amazed when I, when I talk to uh, some of the, the more uh, involved leaders in our industry. Um, I was talking to, to uh, the, the team at Canvas over the last couple of days, Todd Marksbury and his team. and and then Tansley Stearns at the uh, Community Financial in Michigan. 
and to see the things they're involved with, right? You know, and, uh, Todd is is on uh, is chairman of Go West board and chairman, and he's on a couple other boards. Tansley just did an amazing job of raising nine hundred thousand dollars for uh, Children's Miracle Network, and uh, and so the that kind of involvement that is giving back to the industry and helping the industry for help, plus exactly what you described. Uh, large QSOs now, QSO holding companies, think about five stars, schools first, or uh, Michigan State's uh, large complex QSO ownership and, and the boards that those executives sit on, um, the, uh, the complexity of being in multiple markets and understanding your brand position in, in those in the retail models and the, and even the pricing that, that goes from market to market uh, that many Canadians are there. It's, it's a full-service, sophisticated corporate business model for many of the larger credit unions. And that takes a different set of skills, as you described from 30 years ago, an immensely different set of skills. Um, you and I have talked about it. I think this is a fifth generation of leadership that are coming in that are, that are uh, better educated, uh, more uh, have more diverse experience in financial institutions and in corporate environments are working in a corporate structure rather than a business line structure um, and need uh, all the skills you and I've just mentioned to be able to perform successfully and ride these ups and down environments. You know, you, you said something earlier, right, about the, the flow of, of liquidity and assets in 20 and 21 when we had record low interest rates just three years later, we're talking about a record increase in a short period of time of interest rates and the absence of liquidity. That takes real skill to navigate. Yeah, I, I think it's funny how panicky people are, consumers, about today's interest rates. I remember I got a mortgage in 2004 with a 6.75 interest rate. I was very happy with that mortgage. That was a pretty good deal. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a statistic you'll love I, uh, the other day, and that is that um, some 70%, 7-0 of the marketplace either bought or refinanced at those record low interest rates. 70%. Yeah. Can you, can you, that's how, you know, so that has three difficult uh, you know, situations. The positive is that for our members that have done mortgages with us, that is a lifetime, likely a lifetime relationship and will build and have all sorts of profit opportunities and service opportunities. But the three underlying pieces, I mean, those are very low rates to be held on our books. They are not likely to refinance anytime soon. And uh, and for the overall market, it probably means not nearly as many people moving down in houses if they're older like I am or uh, moving up in houses if they're uh, in the millennial generation because you don't want to give up that incredible. I, I know a lot of the big mortgage companies are struggling right now because they're transitioning out of uh, being massive refi houses. And starting to do a lot more mortgage origination, but that market's small. There just aren't many mortgages being originated today. And I, I keep saying, get out there That's and tell, say the message that seven percent ain't a bad rate. It really isn't. I mean, I, I had a relative who was seven. 
buying her first house and she's moaning about how high the rates are. And I said, yeah, it's like a quarter percent more than I was paying in 2004. Big deal. It's, 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 uh, you're absolutely right. But you know, but everything is, is, uh, relative to what you know, right? And, oh, and right, right. No, no. But when she first started shopping for a house, the rates were half that. So it's, it's, it's just taken her a while to find a house that, that she liked and, uh, and that she could afford. So, yeah, I understand while you're shopping for a year or two, the rates doubled. You go, wow, what happened here? Now, but let's, let's, let's deal with the, the big question, Kirk, the big one. This is the biggest one. I kind of understand what's in it for the partners in Park Street. What's in it for yeah. the, wh- why is this a better deal for the credit union? Why is this a better deal for the credit union executive? than what they're getting from OAM. Yeah, I, I, to be fair, I don't think it's a better deal, but it's not a worse deal. It is the exact same deal in that we are dedicated exclusively to the credit unions. We were a division before we're now a, a uh, wholly owned uh, partnership, um, but we are completely dedicated to the credit union business as we have been for the last 20 years. We bring over all that experience that that has matured and evolved over that time and understanding how SERPs, particularly whole life-based SERPs, are the best model for the marketplace because they deliver, they illustrate, and they will deliver the retirement programs that plans that people are counting on for their retirement years. Uh, We have the same, uh, we bring over the, the skills in the underwriting and the servicing that was there before. Um, and all of the partner expertise in understanding either the credit union world and or the insurance world uh, is there. Um, but we are, and I guess the, the, the one advantage that I, I would suggest is there is that we have no other businesses that are um, complicating that environment. There's no part of the business that is partially devoted to term life and partially devoted to whole life and and then sort of on the smaller scale in many ways the less of the business the lower part of the business in the entire uh, insurance broker that we were connected to uh, we were a very small portion Uh, so um, while very large in the policies that we put in place and very few transactions as you described earlier uh, were actually done so all of that is now at the center of our business with all the expertise that came back that carried that was carried over you you were a small piece and also you were selling what probably many people thought was an eccentric product because it, it it's 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 not a normal linear product it's uh i mean there are a lot of wrinkles to to a syrup and you go run this by me again <laughs> it's well right and and you know the 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 to, to a point, and, and maybe this is a distinct positive, is, is that they, if um, if, an, if an insurance broker uh, agent, if an insurance agent that is used to um, selling uh, annuities and life insurance policies and is very, very good at it, suddenly came across an opportunity for a CERB, uh, they tended at times to, to get involved in it. And it is a much more complicated product based on size alone, but also really the skill set in, in uh, helping deliver a SERP in the right way 
is uniquely designing each one to the credit union strategy. There, you know, things like how much liquidity they have, how much net worth uh, uh, they have available for this, the 25% soft cap by the MCA, understanding the accounting and compliance issues, and then developing the plan that is unique for the executive as well. How much they want to, they need to retire with. If they're younger, do they need to have an early withdrawal for college educations for their children? If they're older, how fast do these plans need to accumulate value so that they can be vested at the right point in their lives? Those things are not, not the conversations you have in most life insurance policy discussions. And so sometimes the, pro- the programs can get complicated by the lack of knowledge rather than getting to the bottom line, the straightforward answer that comes from experience of insurance and credit union understanding. Well, um, another thing, it's services are very hard to sell. And you know, someone came to me and said, hey, I want to get in the business of selling services. They sound pretty good. Where should I start? I think I'd say, well, why don't you start by getting 10 really, really deep years of credit union experience where you, you know how to deal with the board, you know how to deal with the C-suite guys, and then maybe you can start selling these things. Because until you have that kind of credibility in the credit union industry, you're probably not going to go real far. That's right. Yeah. And it's so... I, I say it. I say it over and over again. I think that it's it sometimes uh, sounds like a soundbite, but the the understanding of the industry. We just talked about the changes in liquidity and interest rates, and how to design these plans in a unique way that fits the credit union model, not fits our model, um, and in some ways, you know, can provide different outcomes for the executive. But understanding how the credit unions operate and, and within their decisioning process and how volunteer boards, well, all boards, but particularly volunteer boards, uh, make decisions is really the essential ingredients of getting this right. Because we will not put in a plan. Uh, we'll do everything possible not to put in a plan until the board understands what they're doing for their CEO. Um, because that is the biggest challenge you can have is that there are different expectations by the board and by the executive, um, and that instead of increasing a partnership and devotion and retention of an executive, it creates friction. But in order to do that, you got to understand the credit union first. Well, I, the other day I said to a guy who wants to make sales to credit unions that it's a, it'd be a pretty pretty significant sale, and I said. To, to do this, you have to sell this twice. And you have to sell it to two different audiences. First, you have to sell it to the C-suite people. Then you got to sell it to the board. These are different individuals with different backgrounds. And you can't talk the same to both of those groups. You need a whole different sales, sales approach to the board than you do with the C-suite. And the, the guy was like stunned, you know, really? And I said, oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And uh, that's right. Um, and the, the SERP business is always a two tiered sell. Uh, you got to convince right. the, the CEO, et cetera, that it makes sense. And then 
with his or her help, you have to convince the board that it makes sense. The, which, uh, and, how many of these deals it, fall you know, apart, Kirk, at the board level? Um, I would say that the uh, probably, I don't know, 20% will, will or so will, will become hung up at some conversation at the board level. Uh, they, they typically will work themselves out over time because so often for the CEO, these are contractual requirements. Uh, when they negotiated their their agreement with the board to join us. So some solution has to happen. But they can drag on for such a long period of time as people are trying to understand it. And in order to uh, get comfortable with it. And, and you, you and I have had this conversation before. And that is that uh, if you, if the board is volunteers and they're giving their heart and soul to the organization, but they're their background is a teacher or their background is a, a line worker in an in a industrial class. Uh, in order to, for them to get comfortable with a reasonably complex financial product takes some time. Um, and so education is the key. Answering the questions, being available, having lightning fast service is what we found to be the strengths in these situations to get people to feel comfortable. And to make that even that 20% get to the point where they can make the decision that is best for the organization. So what what new news you're going to have, Kirk? I mean, I, I, I sign on to, you, to LinkedIn and every day a new, a new <laughs> thing jumps out from me. It's, uh, I've been very fortunate. Well, I think in the yeah, last I, show I, you, uh, you described yourself as retired. I mean, and I said, D -d don't be ludicrous. <laughs> you're, you're not retired. <laughs> I mean, you you, I, I, uh, you you belong to that boating club. If you were retired, you'd have a boat and be there like six days a week. Um, and uh, instead, you're on airplanes flying from show to show. <laughs> well, I'll say two things about it. For me, this is my passion. Uh, you know, I the industry has been in my blood since I was 18 years old. I um, I love what I do, and and so it being in the situation where I don't have quite the stress of being the CEO of a, of a large and wonderful credit union at that page, um, there is, uh, it is a, a more, much more relaxing environment. But my, my, my love of, of technology and fintechs um, allows me to advise four or five companies at any given time. And I have also now been, been honored with advising Black Dragon Capital that is raising money within the credit union industry to fund some of those fintechs and to sit on a few boards um, to do so. I have, uh, but because of that, and I want to, and I give my full attention to my uh, business with Park Street Partners, um, I've hired a, uh, a support, an admin and project person that is helping me manage all of these things. And so I've expanded my service side of the business in order to uh, ensure that I, I give everyone the time and effort and energy that they need, but particularly the credit unions and their executives um, and Park Street partners, which is um, what I do all this for. The rest of it, by the way, has such an important impact for me. It, it, it keeps me up to date. I hope relevant. I, I can't say that, but I, but I hope it is. And it keeps me connected to so many different executives in different ways 
um, that gives me the opportunity to serve them with executive benefits or understand their needs even better. The CU 2.0 Podcast.